up, everyone? I'm Katherine Rudder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain. Guys, I am so sorry this episode is late. I was supposed to put out another recording, then everything just blew up, and I didn't have my microphone to record the intro and conclusion. I tried on another one. It sounded horrible, so I just decided I needed to wait until I was back in the office. So anyways, you're in for a treat, and I promise the wait is worth it. On this episode, we have Aerotracks co-founders David Bettenhausen and Fong Wen Dang, two EIRs, so entrepreneur in residences here at R3. Um, they're great guests who are actually still in school, both at Villanova University, a school that I hold close to my heart because I have a lot of family who went there. Uh, go Nova. Um, they're two very determined, hardworking guys who I got to spend a lot of time with this summer. So enjoy. In the studio with Fong Wendang and David Bettenhausen, co-founders of Aerotracks. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Of course. We also have Kate DeWinter, our intern that has been joining the podcast. Thank you for joining, Kate. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's always the intro. Like, every time, I hope that people who are listening to this podcast have listened to the past two or three where Kate just comes in, hi, guys, and then just sits in the, in the back end. So I encourage you, Kate, to, to partake. Um, so we are... <laughs> Fong cannot drink with us today. However, David can, and we are doing booze and blockchain, and because you guys are in college, yep. you picked... What did you pick, David. I went for the vodka soda. It's my classic. It's a classic drink. It's a good college drink because you can just go up to the bar. Everyone's ordering them anyways. Kind of tastes like water. And then, I mean, I kind of still order them now. And I'm not in college. Mm-hmm. But, um, and they kind of taste just like water. So it's a good choice. Cheers, guys. Sorry, you. Fong. I got you orange can, juice. Yeah, you Cheers. drink your orange, orange juice. juice. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Okay. I always appreciate a good vodka soda. You did well. Yeah, but we also that used um, the like Pamplemousse um, LaCroix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. My LaCroix. LaCroix. So that kind of adds a little something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, guys. So before we jump really into uh, everything, tell us a little bit about yourselves. You guys are students at Villanova. Um, I come from a big Villanova family. Um, a lot of my aunts and uncles and pretty much everyone went to Villanova. I actually was like the child that was supposed to go to Villanova, and um, I, I let my family down and I did not go. But <laughs> I think Holy Cross, where I went, is very similar to Villanova, so that's kind of what I what I uh, hold on to. But uh, tell us a little about yourself. David, you start. All right, sure. I'm also from a big Villanova family. My aunt and uncle, as well as my parents, um, both went to Villanova. Uh, my dad actually went to Lafayette, but my mom went to Villanova, but her whole family was Villanova. Oh, yeah. So that's big where Nova that fam. comes from. Yep, exactly. Um, I went there to play soccer and obviously go to school, um, <laughs> but I've, I've loved it there. And that's where I met Fong and where we came up with our idea for Aerotrax. Love it. Fong, what's your story? I am not from a big Villanova family. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm all actually your siblings. the first family. person from my family ever to study in the States. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm from Vietnam originally. My family still lives there. I have my mom and dad and my little brother who's turning eight in August. They all live there still? Uh-huh. Yeah, they still live there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Are they able to come and visit you? Um, no, so I try to go back home like once every year, twice every year if I'm lucky. Oh. So I'm actually flying home uh, Sunday. Really? So when That's David exciting. goes back for preseason, I'm flying back home to see family, sort out some things. But Oh, my 
my goodness. How long are you there for? I'm home for two weeks, less than two That's weeks. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, my goodness. Yeah. So I was raised in Vietnam until I was 13 when I moved to um, England to be with my uncle for a year. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh getting my English better before I moved to the States. Uh, I was 14 when I moved to Boca Raton, Florida for boarding school mm-hmm. at St. Andrews um, School in Boca. And it was four years there. Awesome time. I just finished my first year at Villanova. Amazing. Okay, so the reason I have you guys in here is because um, obviously you guys have founded Aerotracks. Tell me a little bit about what that is. Um you know what? Actually, no. I'm going back. So you are in the EIR program here at R3. Yep. So you're one of our partners. Um, can you tell us about the journey that you guys took to get here? Sure. Um, yeah. I guess to start, it really came from a LinkedIn message to David Rudder. Really? Yep. So that's how it all started. Is I, I reached out to him. I started a blockchain society at Villanova, and I was looking at the alumni network saying, okay, who's in blockchain? And obviously, David Rudder is... A pioneer in the industry, so look, reached out to him, and he said, "Okay, I'm I'm busy, David, but I can put you in touch with Kevin." Um, so Kevin, I spoke to Kevin a lot on the research um, team, yeah, yep, or market the res- insights. They we changed it to market, in- yeah, market, market intelligence, or, market intelligence, yep. uh-huh. or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kevin really opened me up to the pitch competition, and then from that, I went. And I presented to the Blockchain Society, said, hey, uh, this is what's going on. This is what R3's platform is. Does anyone have ideas for it? Mm-hmm. And then Fong was in the audience, and he said, hmm, yeah. maybe we can do this. And I'll let Fong go from there. Yeah, so how everything got started is basically I was formerly in port of one of the world's largest maintenance, repair, and overhaul services providers. Um, mm-hmm. And what they do is basically airlines would send parts to them. They uh, do servicing on them, send it back to airlines, charge them for the servicing fee. Or they would buy these Odomore airplanes dismember them, upgrade the parts in between, and then sell it back to the airlines. Okay. Because airlines operate on such a tight schedule that mm-hmm. they need just a long list of inventory in case anything breaks down, they mm-hmm. need to replace it right away and fly back up. So when I was working there, I just saw inefficiencies in the way that they worked. Yeah. That, and I understand blockchain is just a tiny bit enough to know that they can address these inefficiencies. Yeah. So I signed up for the Blockchain Society like way early on with uh, in the year when I first entered as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the internship until my winter, but I just signed up knowing nothing. I thought blockchain was just Bitcoin, like everyone else <laughs> everyone on the streets, that, yeah, everyone basically. <laughs> and just <laughs> basically trying to look for an opportunity to learn. But then David pitched about, you know, R3, how great the company is, this yeah. pitch competition. Oh. And, <laughs> and, you know, we just join heads and, and then enter the competition. And from then, we... We had a business plan. We made it to the first round. Uh, we made it to the second round, which is from 80 submissions to like the top 12. Yeah. Yep. With like with the only undergraduate school. Oh really? Impressive. You guys were? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, against like all the other bigger schools, so like Harvard Business School, Yale School of Management, Georgetown School of Business, and then just internationally in England, Germany, and China as well. Yeah. So when we first walked, I remember first yeah. walking into a room, and then everyone was like 10, 20 years like older than us, yeah. with like tons of industry experience, and we had a professor uh, coming to support us as well for the pitch competition. We had never met, him, never so met nice. him before too. You it was had so him? nice. No. no, we hadn't met him before. Um, really? Yeah. So we got there. He was 
was like, hey, I am Professor Hamburger. Um, there's His a name's whole Professor Hamburger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. And um, so he, he said there's a whole group of professors and administration that are behind you back at VSB. Um, and so I wanted to come out in order to support you guys. That's really cool. So the whole airplane parts thing like that's obviously super important so Mm -hmm. like what inefficiencies did you see was it more in logging what's going where or what did you see the main problem was so the main inefficiencies that i saw was that despite an industry is about to break a hundred billion dollars within the next decade Mm -hmm. the operating system in place is very much paper-based meaning uh, transactions are done through phone calls emails and faxes it averages actually two phone calls and four emails to just find the price and availability of parts and you need to because you need to call all these service providers asking if they have the specific part, if what the different prices are. And yeah. also the the inspectors, the mechanics that works within the workshop, yeah. they do jobs on like job cards. Literally like pen and paper saying Like hey, this is I concerning. This. Like I fly yeah. a lot. Like <laughs> I don't like this. So true. Exactly. <laughs> so and another big inefficiency too is that these parts are expensive. They can go anywhere from like five figures to eight figures. Wow. But the buyers they have nothing to rely on except for basically the reputation of the seller mm-hmm. and the relationship they have with them. Yeah. So what we do, what Dave and I uh, came up with is leveraging Quarto, blockchain techno- technology to to trace the historical life cycle of aircraft parts yeah. ever since its inception, basically when it's manufactured by Boeing and Airbus, yeah. um, until it gets scrapped and destroyed and everything between, meaning the transfer of ownership, who's touched those parts, and yeah. the maintenance history. So you know exactly what happens um, in between, like if it has a major um, you know, overhaul or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then all that information is... Um, available in an online marketplace so buyers can you know see the exact parts uh in seconds instead of having to call you know 10 different people and yeah. then have all the information to assess for themselves before spending such a large amount of money yeah isn't it so interesting that we're in 2019 and people are still doing faxes like <laughs> and like calling up people and it's a whole like web of uh I don't know, inefficiency, to be honest. But, um, okay, that's very cool. So Yeah, side story. Tell them about that. I had, I was, I was supposed to send a mail, like literally like a letter, uh-huh. and I had no idea how to do it. Oh, <laughs> I oh literally my God. had what no idea how to do it. I literally looked up how to buy a stamp. <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, my God. No idea. I am, like, I am number one on, like, the blockchain train. I mean, I'm not, but... I'm up there, but I still know how to get a stamp. Post office. You go to the post store office. for that. Your post office lady walked me through the entire process. So uh, well, you know, I have to say, so similar but different. Um, from being uh, from New Jersey, I didn't know how to pump my own gas until I was 23. Yeah, it's a serious problem. Yeah, being from yeah. New Jersey because they, so you don't pump your own gas. Like they have uh, gas, at- yeah, it's gas mm-hmm. attendees. So I sound like, a, like an idiot for doing that. But or for saying it out loud, like I feel stupid. But I never had to. Like I always just like pulled up, sit in my car, and just like hang out until they're done. <laughs> Regular, please. <So> then, <laughs> yeah, like fill it up, please. And then like I'm in Worcester, Massachusetts, where it's freezing cold, and I'm like trying to hold the thing in and I'm pressing the buttons. It was like I hate that. But yeah, for some reason I thought of thought of that when you were talking about stamps. <laughs> so. I feel you in a different way, but like, stamps, I feel like you still, like, do you send letters ever? Send letters back to your family? 
No. In, I uh, think there's a thing called FaceTime. <laughs> oh my God. I'm getting schooled by a um, but anyways, okay, so now that you guys are in the EIR program, can you, you talked about the pitch competition a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, what happened next? So you were in the pitch competition, and how did you get to be in EIR? Sure. So we actually didn't win, and we also didn't place in the top three, and initially only the top three um people from teams from the pitch competition were invited into the entrepreneur in residence office um, however we really believed in our idea and so we constantly reached out to Kevin through emails phone calls really like, hey please just give us a chance Kevin's just like, give us a stop chance. calling me I know just come in. <laughs> and then um, he said he talked to some people and I actually remember the day it happened it was when Liverpool, Moved yeah, on in the yeah. Champions League. Kevin reached out to us. It was a great day for me because I'm a big Liverpool fan. <laughs> That's um, great for me as well. And uh, so, yeah, he, he said, look, guys, um, here's the <laughs> offer to be a part of the Entrepreneur Residence Program. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, you can start May 28th, and it goes until September. And then yeah. we're like, okay, we'll see you May 28th. <laughs> yeah, and you guys have been in the office every every day since then. Yeah, right? including the 5th of July, <laughs> day no, after the 4th. It's the 4th of July. You came in for I the came in. But it was locked, so I couldn't really come in. Yeah. You we, came in, you were like, well. We tried to come during the weekends as well. Yeah, also <laughs> <was> locked. locked. <laughs> really? Mm, interesting. Well, yeah. regardless, um, it's been nice having you guys in the office. And not to, like, I don't really want to talk only about, like, R3 stuff, but... Um, it must be kind of a benefit for you guys using Corda and blockchain in general being in the office, right? Oh, it's a massive be- benefit. I mean, without the people in the office that are here, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be anywhere. Just the initial direction that they gave us and then also the constant support throughout yeah. really changed everything for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. I like, mean, I mean, we also have people like David Puth, who's mm-hmm. so wonderful. He, yeah, we truly gosh. admire him. We've I, had the I opportunity to meet with him a lot, actually, yeah. um, and we see him as a, a really close mentor to us. Yeah, and he is fantastic. No, like, I just a little totally agree that he just the little five. He's like. He's like electric man. Like yeah. he's just he just <laughs> runs the entire day. Like you can never get like a good yeah. five minutes with him. But every single minute that we did get with him, we at, try to ask him as much as we can. Yeah, and then yeah. he just like Sponge. drops knowledge on us. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. and no, it's I been agree. Helping a lot. Yeah, I agree. So this is actually kind of more of a question for all of you, Kate included. <laughs> um, but. So on your campus, because you guys are still in school and um, obviously you're driven and you've done a lot more than many college kids have done, to be honest. Um, but what's the general feel for like blockchain at your school? Sure. And so Kate after. I'm, I started the Blockchain Society. At you Bologna. started it? Yes, I did. Hey, Let's go. cheers. <laughs> cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Fong, sorry. Fong with my OJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had to do it. Okay. Had to do it. Had to do it. Um, yeah, so I started it a while ago. Um, and then it really began as a subgroup of the Management Information Systems Society. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We have to pause. Yes, yes, yes. Why did you start the blockchain? I started society? it because I was involved in cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. And I wanted to talk you know, to other people yeah. about investing strategies as mm-hmm. well as just seeing the future of blockchain. Yep. Um, and then 
so when I when I first proposed it, it was actually the cryptocurrency club, and then I realized like okay, this really there's isn't. There's more to it. Yeah, there, there's a lot more to it. I want to have the umbrella of the blockchain, the blockchain club, um, and then I proposed it as a business organization, which mm-hmm. is why it's a society now. And then so within the first semester alone, we got 150 active members. What? Villanova's yeah. not that big. Like, I know, what? it's not big. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I just sold it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a really good businessman, so that's why it's going well. It's, and you started with crypto because you had a background in crypto, right? Yeah, yeah. So my my buddy actually got me involved in it in, in, be, in the beginning with uh, trading. So I was day trading for a while um, with some, some pretty cool stuff, some some pretty cool algorithms that helped out but um, yeah it was it was awesome yeah that's <laughs> great sorry I interrupted you and when you were talking about the blockchain society and then the next step of how you kind of came to blockchain so continue on that <laughs> no that was it I wanted I wanted to find a way because I was obviously trading crypto, but I, I didn't see real value in it. I yeah. just saw numbers going up. So I was like, okay, let's keep going with it. Yeah. But um, so instead of investing money, I wanted to invest time in learning blockchain and seeing how I can go ahead of it. Oh, my God. I love you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so he kind of answered for, for you and Fong. But Kate, like, I, I had you on before and you talked about, like, blockchain kind of at school but what's like the general feel at your school for blockchain and you have to join the blockchain group <laughs> yes she hasn't joined yes. it yet um joined. yeah i, mean, I do shame, i do definitely plan to join it in the fall <laughs> yeah. if they let me in um, oh please you're at the most prestigious company you've got to let me in um but yeah no i think it's definitely something like oh, my friends definitely don't really talk about it much except yeah, yeah. for like people knew what like Bitcoin was obviously and people followed kind of that whole thing yeah. but I think most people thought it was the same thing like like Fong was saying mm-hmm. that they yeah. thought they were one and the same they didn't really realize that you could do something on the blockchain that has absolutely nothing to do with just crypto yeah, totally um, which I mean even I I mean, coming in, I knew what blockchain was, but I didn't know all of its capabilities. And I think it's pretty cool to kind of see use case by use case, really, what you can do with it. I think that's something that would be cool. Totally. Like a college campus, like actually explain that to people, because I really don't think people get like what you can actually use it for is more the thing. Yeah. Even if people know what it is, they're like, oh, okay. No, totally. And I'm like the psychopath who goes out with friends, and I'm like, "Hey guys, do you guys want to do a blockchain?" <laughs> and I said, like, "No." You <laughs> said, yeah. "That's great." Okay. Yeah. But this is also the danger with like modern technology. So I. Obviously, I'm on the marketing team, and and we have a, a database where we send people like notifications and emails and and everything. And I can like see who opens what, so I like can text like one of my best friends, like, "Hey, Katie. Um, so quick question. Uh, why didn't you?" like open my uh, R3 ledger <laughs> like why didn't you open the newsletter because like there's a lot of really important stuff in there and not she's subscribed like, oh to our podcast email notification literally I'm like mom why have you not <laughs> subscribed to the podcast no like it's so it's so creepy like I can talk about this forever but um, yeah I'm like the weirdo who's in a bar who like sometimes it gets picked up like sometimes yeah. someone will be like wait what you work at a blockchain company and I'm like oh 
my time to shine. <laughs> but uh, normally people are like, hey, you're weird. But anyways, that's a kind of cool take on what it's like um, on college campuses and blockchain and all that stuff. A lot of times people just, I say, like, I work for um, an emerging, like, it depends who you're talking to. You never really yeah. know what people know. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, I work in, like, an emerging technology. And they're like, oh, artificial intelligence. I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Absolutely lie. yesterday, like, sometimes when I just get too tired of explaining what I'm doing, I just be like, yeah, I, I, I trade crypto. Mm, that's it. I mean, yeah, but then you can kind of come off as, like, like I would, I would say, like, I am... Oh my gosh, you could say so many better things than that. What the hell, Fong? Yeah, I know. I just thought <laughs> that Are you like, working for like an airline? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Work you could do so that's many that's better so things than fun. that. We're gonna work on that. Not recorded. We'll talk about it later. And then, and then I'll put your uh, your new title in the his podcast. new resume <laughs> description. It's gonna be on the R three Twitter, like Fong. <laughs> um, it's our Friday post. Oh yeah. Um, so the industry though that you're targeting is interesting because. Uh, we work in obviously we have a lot of great use cases in insurance healthcare da, da, da. but uh, airline parts is like something that I always say um, there are things that happen in the blockchain world that I'm like oh I never would have thought of that like digital mm-hmm. ads and like having it be more transparent and the money you spend on ads and all that stuff that's uh, relevant to me but this is a use case that I literally never would have thought of. <laughs> so it must have been your Fong experience in uh, your internship. How did you even like get into this field? So um, funny because I literally I told David I said it's a dark it's a dark story. But oh, do we uh, want to get into yeah. it? We don't have to. Yeah. Uh, so something happened. Something happened with my one. I would say my best friend. One, I, I consider my brother. He had to take sabbatical from his college, mm-hmm. but instead of you know wasting his gap year, he decided to just you know sign up for an internship. Mm-hmm. And so he got this internship at uh, the MRO firm that I also interned with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he started that uh, internship before I do, and then he's getting paid really well. He's enjoying his time, everything like that. I was like, all right, why not join myself? Mm-hmm. And this was when I had no idea what blockchain was. Absolutely yeah, yeah. zero. But it, at the time it didn't relate right so mm-hmm. right so i signed up i got into the internship and while i was there i you know just got really interested in in, in all crypto and blockchain and just started educating myself and then i see those inefficiencies and in how blockchain could solve it and then mm-hmm. but then i still really didn't understand the i guess the intricacy of it mm-hmm. that's when david stepped in and we really just given my industry knowledge industry experience and yep. his deep understanding for I guess the architecture and the functionalities of blockchain mm-hmm. and it just complemented each other really well and we just came out with this comprehensive solution to you know hopefully change the industry yeah so that didn't go dark and I'm happy that it didn't so I am uh, hopeful that that at least there's light at the end of the tunnel because you guys have been doing very well um, so thank you <laughs> apologies for any dark issues but <laughs> Speaking on happy times, um, <laughs> you guys have had like a lot of meetings. I know um, I was talking to you recently, and you guys are presenting in Miami. What are yes. you doing there? When? Um, we're presenting between September twenty third, 
up until September 26th at the IATA World Financial Symposium. Mm -hmm. So we have an exhibition booth in the Innovation Center, um, and we were actually uh, sponsored by TradeShift, who sponsors the whole Innovation Center. So cool. they're paying for the exhibition booth, um, So and we, we will be promoting their, uh, their product. So that's us right now promoting their product. It's that's awesome. That's very cool. <laughs> I'll link, to, link in bio. Exactly. Um, no, they're, they're, they're great, too. And we spoke to some of their people. Um, it was actually a pretty funny story how, how it all went down. Hit me with and it. And I can yeah. let Fong tell it because he was more involved. Yeah, so one of the biggest hurdles for us right now and even before was that we need to get that. We have this great idea. We have this great solution building out. We just need that industry attention and exposure that we need. Um to, I guess, like, reach the right person, talk mm -hmm. to the right people. And then the, one of the biggest advice that we got was that just to <laughs> just to have to be at industry events and just, like, yeah. basically showing uh, that you were present, showing your credibility. So I started looking up events, and the biggest one that comes up was IATA World Financial Symposium. You're like, which oh, is in, Miami, <laughs> let's go. We headed there. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but it's an international symposium, so it's, like, just air lines, um, banks, um, financial institution executives, just all coming there. Um, mm -hmm. And so I reach out to the to the person uh, that is organizing the event and really playing that student angle and be like, hey, we're student entrepreneurs, um, student college, yeah, uh, very limited funds, how can you help? And basically awesome. it just kind of trickled down and he, uh, he got me on the call. Yeah. And he's actually based in Florida, so he knew the high school that I went to. He knew the old oh, boss. Oh, nice connection. Awesome. He knew yeah. the old boss yep. I work for, so we really built a rapport there. And he gave us a discount, even though it was still very expensive for us. He gave us for a sure. discount. And he then pitched us to Trade Shift out of nowhere. And oh. I guess he did a really good job. Trade Shift was like, yeah, totally. He did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, but it was more him. <laughs> but Trade Shift was like, yeah, why not? And now we have this connection with Trade Shift, see so yeah, how we can move that going. And, yeah. and we have a great booth and, and this great event to really showcase ourselves. Yeah, so if anyone who's listening is going to be there, stop by Aerotrack. Um, <laughs> I got you guys. Um, so... That's very cool. And you guys have made a lot of progress in the last few months. Um, so what's like the next step? So you guys are going to go back to school. Yep. One week for me. Less One than. week? I go back on Monday. Preseason. What? <laughs> um, well, you're, yeah, you're an athlete. But... When you go back to school, um, what's going to happen? Are you going to be like taking, doing classes and then also working on the company? Exactly. Um, and we have systems in place to continue the product development, and uh -huh. that's what stage we're at right now. And so we're handling um, business with a development team that's off location, so they're not really with us right now, but they're working on the development side while we're working on Hell building yeah. the strategy behind it. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So that was a big step for us when we when we got that partnership in place with Quantum Crowd. That's a massive step. I know. Um, so that really helped propel us forward, and it really just fell on our lap too. I mean, yeah, just to speak upon it, we we had. Uh, someone sit down it was Darren from Quantum Crowd I think you were trying to get him on the podcast My God, a while ago so yeah <laughs> no I know I know I actually do need to get do you remember podcast. yeah yes. mm -hmm. yeah but I just Good remember because we had a big talk with Cap Gemini the Friday before and then so 
we had so many deliverables that we have to do. So in the morning when he first came in, I remember we just like flat yeah. out ignored it. Yeah, we couldn't because talk we, because, because we had so we, much we, to we do. we were just so focused on what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and then in the afternoon when we finally got time, we like introduced ourselves and got to know him. He was, and we were just like, oh my God. Okay. Oh, we need to talk to awesome. him. And then we just, you know, we met, talk about ourselves, talk yeah. about idea, learning more about him and just immediately clicked. And now, you know, we're working together. Everything's going great. His team is doing well and mm-hmm. we're just moving That's forward. amazing. Yeah, we That's connected with him amazing. really well. He He's such an awesome guy and he means the best in, in every way possible. When he speaks to us, he's always just so open, just saying, mm-hmm. look, I want to support you guys in any way possible. If there's anything I can do, let yeah. me know. Um, and so it's been awesome so far. That's amazing. And it's very rare to find someone who's like not so passionate about you know the rewards at the end, but more focused on just passion about the technology itself and yeah. where it could drive the future, where it could drive the industry. Yeah, I mean, so you guys are obviously young. I'm very, I'm young. I, I always say on the podcast, I never will tell anyone my age because I like <laughs> hate that. There is definitely ageism in this. Anyone listening to the podcast, there's ageism. <laughs> so I, but I kind of. Um, decided that we were going to have a podcast and I just ran with it and I'm, I've been fairly successful. Um, in the same kind of sense, you guys are young as well and you now are building up this company um, and you've been doing an amazing job with talking to people and getting feedback and all of that. So what, uh, I don't really know what my question is, but I feel like it's such a testament to how hardworking you guys are to like how you've built up this company and now you're uh, moving forward with all these different connections like how did you do that how did you decide like hey we're going to do this because honestly college kids would not have been like hey we're going to build a company like <laughs> it's not a thing that <laughs> Kate's like yeah I wouldn't have done that <laughs> no, but like really in college I was very driven and I had two jobs and I did a lot of stuff but like I wouldn't have been like hey let me build a company from the ground up can you yeah, talk to really. that I'll let David start. Yeah, so coming into the summer, we kind of had a motto to go by, and it was work hard, be prepared, be kind. Mm -hmm. And I think so far that has really driven us from the start to be where we're at now. And we actually learned that from Tom Nealon, who's the president of Southwest Airlines. We met with him a while back, um, and that was sort of something that he's lived by, and he's taught his kids, and he was taught that from his father. And so having that work hard, be prepared, be kind, and it it really just... Obviously, the work hard part, you see us every day. We're, we're just constantly doing our work. We're getting stuff done. You. And then um, the be prepared. Every meeting that we've had, we've built out an agenda so we know what we're going to talk about. We know what the next steps are going to be. We know what we want to get accomplished in that talk and then in the next talk. Um, and then the be kind part is just as important as the first two where um, in order to build these connections with these people who are obviously um, – older than us, uh, we, we have to be kind to them. We have to show them that we're people too. We have things that we're doing, but um, what we do will help him in the future. Yeah. yeah. And for me, um, so yeah, David talked a lot about, you know, just the methods that we go through every day. But I think mo- the motivation for me personally and why I want to start a company is that I feel like just throughout my 
I mean, I guess my youth, my high school career, or just whatever, is that I've been, I feel like I've been undercut, undermined, and unrecognized for a lot of things that I've achieved. So, as in, like, it's like whenever I achieve anything that I feel like, all right, I did kind of amazing there, everyone's just there, it's just like, oh, he got this because whatever like we got this it's it's expected of him um he only got this because he got lucky here he only got this because it's just things that just undercuts me and i just feel like being able to be like this young and being able to work with david and just building this company from the ground up just getting you know doing and having everyone see the hard work and the dedication that we put into every day yeah is a testament for what i can do um personally to achieve the things that I want to do so I want to be a kid with big dreams who can actually you know attain that dream a kid with big dreams (laughs) (laughs) I love that um yeah no so I uh I relate to all of that um but you guys have obviously worked really hard um to get where you are and it's paid off okay (laughs) so I need to bring up before we end because we're probably nearing the end um Uh I need to bring up (laughs) David, what you were saying the other day about like trying to get in the door with our three, like trying and trying. Yep, I yep. need to bring it up. Tell me about like trying to just like break through in the blockchain world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you talked, talked a little about, bit about it, yeah, but I've like not really. About, yeah, I've talked funny. about little pieces of the story, but not the whole one through. So, um, I've loved blockchain for a while now. Big blockchain fan. Big big blockchain blockchain fan. fan. Yep. It's gonna be the name of this episode. (laughs) 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 Big note of that. And so, in doing my research early on, I kind of figured out that R three was gonna be the place that I wanted to be and where I wanted to spend time in my early career and hopefully my later career as well. And so when I got in touch with David, when I got in touch with Kevin Rudder um, from Market Intelligence, I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is huge. I can maybe use this. Maybe I can get an internship out of this because that's really what I wanted to do is work at R3 no matter what. Um, and so I applied for two roles, the sales team, the research team at both London and New York. I didn't even get an interview, got denied. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Then I emailed Kevin. I was like, hey, like I really, really, really want to work for this company. Um, <laughs> is there anything you can do? And then within three hours, I got a reply back saying, hey, uh, we'll take a call for your for the research position. I was like, all right, maybe I can do something here. And then I talked to the head of town acquisition again, um, didn't get the job. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. <laughs> but I knew I still really wanted to work at R3, not just because of the company and they were in blockchain, but mostly because of the people that were there. Um, and we went to the pitch competition and I was telling Fong, I was like, we, we're going to kill it. We got to kill it. And then, and then we got There's no there. other option Yeah, there's here, no Fong. other option here. We, and so we kind of, it's, it's funny too, because we practice a lot, but we never had a good run. And then when we went up, and we performed. We just executed. We didn't do. We didn't have a single stumble, really. Um, and oh so, guys, so happy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was no. It's true. I was there. I, yeah. was, I was there. I was filming, and it was it was amazing. Yeah, and that, I mean that that for me was a lot. I was like, wow, this is great. Maybe yeah. do, I do have a chance to work at R three, and then we didn't come in the top three. So again, we pushed harder. We're like, I give us a chance. Give us a chance. I was actually <laughs> heartbroken. But that's but but okay. So you didn't win, mm-hmm. but now here you are at R3. Yep. You're working, you're doing what you, it's not even just, so you're using Corda, but you're using it for something that is like near and dear 
to you. So it's a little bit different than working at R3. It's almost like another, not, I mean, I love this place. Like yeah. literally bury me in the studio. <laughs> However, if you're like, it's something that is super important, um, I think that you guys are kind of doing it right. Like you're mm-hmm. here still, you're in the community um, and we value everyone in the community um, and the ecosystem. But you guys are doing something that's like super important to you. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty special. It's been awesome so far. Yeah. yeah. Just thank you. I mean. Guys. Oh my God. Yeah, you have to thank specifically me. Um, I did this. I did this for you. No, um, thank you for coming into the studio and sharing all about Aerotracks. I will link all of this in the bio of the episode. And you guys are amazing. We're so happy to have you in the office. So thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Kate Thompson. Thanks, you did talk a little bit. I put you on the I put you on the I've been in the last three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be my co-host soon, and she's going to have to Let's travel here Kate from college. Kate oh, this is, this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a thing. Catherine, Catherine. Be a thing. Catherine, Catherine, you have to change That's your name. Okay. Thank you so much for coming in. I loved having you here. Sorry, Fung, that you can't drink, but... The law is the law. Maybe in a couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Fast Chain. I know the wait was worth it. Um, Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Same stuff as I say every single podcast episode. Um, Share with your friends and family. Rate the podcast only if it's good. And uh, follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I will link all of them in the bio. If you have any feedback, uh, you can tweet at me at Bread and Rudder. Um, also, link in bio. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. The next episode is great. I already have it recorded, so keep your eye out. I will be timely, I promise. Bye.